Hello, dear listeners and friends of Metal Gear Mondays. It is me, one third of your hosting crew, and dare I say, the best third of your hosting crew. I suppose that's not really for me to decide, but I do have one final thing to say on the matter. Get at me, Chris and Warren. Anyway, I'm coming at you from the top to let you know that today's episode is a special release. We have cut together all the best clips from the Patriot Club podcast. For those of you who are not aware, we do an extra podcast for patrons that we record bi-weekly. And this is a podcast where we talk about pretty much whatever we want, except when we talk about whatever our patrons want. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays to find a tier that's right for you. At the $1 a month tier, you will gain access to the Metal Gear Mondays Discord server, which is a real treat, let me tell you, because you are going to meet some of the most interesting characters you may ever hope to meet. In addition to that, you will get early access for all of our mainline episodes, plus the host's show notes for each of those episodes. For $2 a month, you'll get both of those bonuses, plus you'll get access to the Patriot Club podcast. For $5 a month, all of the previously stated bonuses, plus we will take a few minutes at the top of our next episode to thank you personally for your contributions, as well as reading your 150-word message that we would encourage you to send in. And for $10 a month, all of the previous bonuses, plus you'll receive a special thank you video from the hosts of Metal Gear Mondays. You'll also be able to suggest a Patriot Club topic that we will, if it's good enough, let me just preface it with that, if it's a good one, we will take some notes, ruminate on it, and do a whole episode about it. If it is interesting, but we feel that we cannot make a full episode of it, we will probably compile it with the other topics that are interesting and we can't make a full episode of it and, you know, do what we can to riff on it for a while. Also at this tier is access to special guest announcements and a chance to submit any questions you might have for those guests that we interview. At the $25 a month tier, should you be so bold as to give us $25 a month, you can pick the topic for our Patriot Club episode. And uh, again, so long as it's something with, with a little bit of meat on its bones, something we can do a full episode on, we are going to do that episode. Even cooler than that, though, you get to appear on an episode of the Patriot Club. So you have a chance here to submit a topic and then come on the Patriot Club with us to talk about that topic or any other for that matter. Now, if you are so kind, just unbelievably generous, a real philanthropist, if you will, you will get all of the bonuses stated plus one guest spot on a mainline episode of Metal Gear Mondays or two Patriot Club episodes a year. Did you hear that? That's per year, dear listener. That plus an exclusive gift each season to commemorate your contribution to the show and this community. Uh, So now that I have probably bored most of you to death with the layout of all of our tiers, without any further ado, I present to you what I'm calling the Patriot Club Grab Bag. It's a dumb name, I know, but it's how I like to think of it. Uh, yes, enjoy.
Uh, it's a Patriot Club podcast. It's <laughs> a weird end. That was a weird talking. noise uh, you made in the beginning there, Warren. Uh, yeah, I'm just a little, uh, a little uh, nervous. <laughs> sorry, I, I have to kick my retainer out. Excuse me, sorry. Yes, please do. Sorry, Warren gets a little performance shy. Oh my god! <laughs> sorry I'm to call so you on it. That when we don't have an editor, I get so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, talking Scott Pilgrim, baby. Scott? Uh, and I'd say more so the movie than anything else. However, it is nice that there is a few things to actually talk about when we talk about Scott Pilgrim. The Scott Pilgrim universe, as it were. Yes, Mr. quite. Mr. Pilgrim. Pilgrim! So, so I have some synopses. I also have uh, some rando facts. Yeah. So, and maybe I maybe I'll turn him into a trivia question. Well, it's a good nice. thing that young Neil is here, our yeah. resident oh, Scott Pilgrim expert. Oh, I don't know about so, that. We I don't want to rival the uh, expertise of Sam. Oh, he has yeah. seen it True. more than a hundred times. I I I think the last count wow. was like 118. Yeah, I can't. Holy Bible! Are you serious? The two, yeah. are, the two of you are like the mom and dad of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> in, in the that Metal is Gear a relationship pantheon. I never thought I would have with Sam. So if we're if we're a Greek oh. pantheon here, yeah. <laughs> you and Sam are, are mom and dad, and your your baby is little Scott Pilgrim sitting there. That's Imagine amazing. like Disney's Hercules, but he's got the little thunderbolt, you know, and Zeus is all like, "All right, little kiddo, here you go." I guess, okay, I guess one of my favorite scenes, I'll just keep coming back to this, because like I said, I have so many, uh, is coming. is the uh, transitions that Scott's going through when he's, like, really checked out and just thinking about Ramona. Um, and he goes into the bathroom to empty the pee bar, and it's emptied in <laughs> seconds. Like, oh, it is, like... Just, like, one, two, done. Yeah. And it we reminds me... know how long me... it takes. We've played Death Stranding. We know how long it takes to... <laughs> to prepare and let loose. Yeah. Uh, the same thing happens in Shaun of the Dead. It's just those little... Nice. Those fun little... Um, sure, sure. Cuts that he gives, gives to it. And her line at the that. end, I'm too cool for you anyway. I was just like, Fucking yeah, you are. Perfect. What a perfect ending for that. Because that's so true. Like, I totally agree. Like, Knives is going to, like, she's going to find, like, fucking tuxedo mask or some shit like she's gonna find the best looking guy on the planet and she's definitely earned it because she can fight as we mm. learn later in the chaos theater in my head canon, um, she does end up with young neil sure i can believe that why not i liked them together so you get knives chow in the end well not me no yeah, no well. i no. i can separate myself from this movie a little <laughs> bit <laughs> chris what is it for my birthday November 13th. Doing November some B-roll. 13th. Reading some plans. <laughs> Read me my horoscope, Chris. Learning about <laughs> how to meditate for men. That's pretty... If it makes uh, you feel better, they actually have the same book for women. Yeah. It's called... Nah. Medi- this one's called Meditations <laughs> for Men Who Do Too Much. Yeah, and so like get out. Get out of our club, Tori. Like, Aw. Aw, come <laughs> on. <laughs> The the, clearly, the funny thing is like the the meditations for women who do too much is the original book. Correct. Oh, still yeah. Men print. is the the spinoff. Yeah, 
And this All this right. book didn't sell very well. <laughs> yeah, because we're fucking stubborn assholes. That's too why. bad. You got Warren over here, our Jersey boy, with our non-regional diction, and then Tori with the Midwestern, don't you know? <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> say I've ever uh, non-ironically uttered that phrase. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. That's the thing. The accent just it just happens sometimes. You don't even know you say it. You know. Don't you, know. you don't hear it in the recordings. You must have said it ten times in the recordings. <laughs> Damn it! Where do I go when I talk into this microphone? You just travel. It's interesting how like where you're from really affects uh, who you are, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's a fun topic Indeed. that we'll get to touch on later. Ah. A. Yep. Or wait, are we uh, are we launching into that first? Because that would have been a fucking slick uh, segue if I hadn't slick botched Rick. it. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, edit that out in post. Sure. Yeah, just slide no, it this in. is the Patriot Club. We don't edit this. That's right. Correct. Yeah, PC's chill. Music was always a huge part of my upbringing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that what is it? What do you want? Aww. Tell me Aww. more about home, Daddy. You want to go out? <laughs> oh, no. Nod. I just learned Puddle of Mud was based out of Kansas City. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have some fun ones. Oh, like wait. I said, there's there's a lot of people I'm not talking about, obviously. <laughs> I'm just like perusing like all these things of like, what did I do as a kid? Like, I just rode my bicycle, my huffy. And I uh, listened to music and went to the local SNS shop mm. to buy candy cigarettes and Jolt Cola. Oh. How, old, how old were you around this time? Uh, probably eight. I would Hold say on. so that would have been. Getting Jolt Cola at eight? Fuck yeah, dude. I was a latchkey kid at five. You oh. did my not mom, need any more caffeine or, or sugar. I guarantee it. Oh, I... I I agree with you completely, <laughs> but when you have the money, the people at SNS didn't stop you. No, I'm just giving um, you shit. I'm yeah, saying that so as a step parent to an eight year old. So yeah. I'm hyper conscious of this. <laughs> well, sort yeah. of thing. Well, that's the thing too. Like Joel Cola is nothing compared to the fucking shit that people get now. Monster, Red Bull, uh, uh bang yeah, drinks but and if all any, this shit. If going anybody's on, it's giving energy drinks to their eight year old kid, they they should be evaluated. But have you ever like heard of something candy. called Redline? Have heard of Redline. Oh, yeah. You had to like show your ID to get it. You have to be 18 or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's wild, man. When, when I was a senior in high school, one of a, the members of my friend group, he was a year older than us. So he was 18. We paid him money to go get us these energy drinks. And it was like three servings per bottle. Do not exceed more than one serving Jesus. at a time. <laughs> and we just like downed. Oh hell yeah! Those dude. drinks, we downed it. We were like, it didn't fucking matter. It. We wanted it didn't to push. Matter back we, then. we were kids. We were willing to push the envelope. You know, monster. We we had tried it. We got hooked, and we had grown beyond it. But we wanted the red yeah. line. We wanted that sweet, sweet That's sucker. Sweet. And <laughs> I tell you, we were in our first period class of economics with Coach Haney, and. Uh, I was sweating and red and yeah, my sure. heart was just throbbing through my chest. And I was like, I felt like I was running like a wide open sprint. Um, mm. 
and I was just sitting in my desk. Sitting in a desk. I, I couldn't stop fidgeting. I had to like move around, you know? So I would get up and like, you know, walk over and throw a piece of paper away or get up and sharpen a pencil or, and get up and like go walk over to the newspapers and so on. And it was very distracting for him to the point where he like took me out in the hallway and asked me if I was on something. On drugs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He Fuck asked yeah. me if I was on drugs and I was like, no, I just had this energy drink this morning. And he like, was like, where did you get this? And how did you get this? You know, uh, it's a big I don't mess. Know. The black yeah. market. Yeah. The black energy <laughs> the, beverage market. The black market of McMinn County High School. Mm-hmm. So that was eight-year-old <gasps> Warren. <gasps> I was eight year old Warren. Yep. Yep. Killing it. Killing it on the on the streets of Philadelphia. What was eight year old Tori like? God, I don't remember. Um Think back. One second I gotta let the it. dog in. Good. Think back. Try to remember the fundamentals of CQC. <laughs> the fundamentals of eight year old Tori. Um I was probably still doing uh three sports a year i had one for just about every season cool yeah i guess um i don't know yeah i was eight eight year old tori was not into video games yet eight year old tori was still watching i was just gonna ask yeah were you into video games uh i was watching brother play video games at that point i think and like content with just watching at that juncture because I had too many other things going on elsewhere, I suppose. Um, and then once I quit sports officially, that's, you know, a lot of time opened up. Bring on that game. So what, what do you have like a good memory of a game that your brother was playing that like you bonded? Oh, it's Metal Gear, man. Over it's, the game. it's Metal Gear that, all the way. Um, well, that's awesome. Other than that, I mean, so we had plenty of games we've played together or I watched him play. Um, Jet Set Radio Future was the other big one, which I've already mentioned. Sure. Oh, definitely. I watched him play a lot of Metroid. Uh, SSX Tricky was... Oh, yeah. I, okay, I guess I, I guess I lied. Um, eight-year-old me that's was only why. into you video say, games if they were SSS multiplayer. Tricky. I was playing that in high school. <laughs> Chris. What a trouble. <clears throat> yeah, what's up? Eight year what old, about eight-year-old eight Chris? Chris, man? I don't know why we chose eight uh, years, by the way, but let's roll with it. Uh, it was just what Warren went with. It's I when know. I was populating the S&S store. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> the, uh, let's see. Eight-year-old Chris, that would have been 1997, 90, yeah, 97, 98 through there. And let's see, video game-wise, what did I own that came out? Ocarina of Time. Hey, that was a game that yeah. I played a lot. I was going to say that's 98. I played, a, I played that game a lot as a kid, but I was pretty f- scared of Goma, the first boss Cause it was like dark Whoa. in there and I, I was, I didn't like the dark. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was kind uh, of, it's got some a great games as too. A kid. <clears throat> yeah. That, I mean, metal gear came out that year. Yep. I wasn't allowed to play it cause it was rated M. <laughs> it was I, an M game. I had the demo disc from pizza. Yeah, Hut. you did. 
12 year old yeah. definitely cried like a baby at that game. I, I wasn't super into Final Fantasy 7 until I was a teenager. And I, I felt like I probably understood it more. But some of my favorite games when I was around that age, I was a big Nintendo kid and I like Zelda and I like uh, Mario. I had Super Mario RPG. That was one of my favorite games. And Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was probably my favorite like video game at that time. And I had Earthbound and I really liked Earthbound. Oh yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. Um, D- and like DKC, like Donkey Kong Country, you're talking about like the Super Nintendo game? Yeah. Well, so I rented that one and then I rented the second one and I ended up buying the second one. I never owned the first one as a kid. Gotcha. But and I, I'm, I'm purposely leaving some games off because I know that we're going to do a PC that talks about games that shaped us as a kid. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the one that's obvious is Final Fantasy VII and, and Ocarina of Time. I have a fucking tattoo of it. Um, but there are like a few in here that I'm like, oh man, I'm like mentally noting. I was like, I remember fucking playing this game for a thousand hours <laughs> when I yeah, was 13. We, we kind of ventured away from our topic. Slightly. <laughs> I don't know. We're yeah, just but talking our topic, about our backgrounds, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, hey, whatever. Even if it's not um, what we were going to plan to do, as long as we're talking about our childhoods, I think it's still a, I think we just call it childhoods whatever. topic. The, the Patreon should be lucky that we're doing this at all. Oh, here we go, Chris. <laughs> On get let me give me give me the soapbox. Come on, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say that Warren and I are pretty different though in, in our eight year olds because I was not going out buying Surge Cola mm, uh, right. from the corner store. I was not oh, going dude, anywhere yeah. by myself. Oh um, oh my god, really? Yeah, dude. I as a child, so when you grow up in a, a rough part of town, quote unquote, um, and I was always home alone. Uh, my dad was a truck driver. My mom was in nursing school and then also trying to like get ready to be a good, like she was, they were good parents. It's just when they were around. And when I went to, when they sent me to parochial school is just the easiest way to say it and say it. Cause I don't, I guess it was a Catholic school. Um, I could, I would get home at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I'd be on the one bus that has all the weirdos that live not in town of the school. So I'd be the last one dropped off in the first. I would like get up for school at 430 in the morning because the bus would pick me up at like five uh, or six. And I'd be on the bus for two hours. That's terrible. Um, yeah. No so wonder that, like you I needed said, all I, the sodas. Yeah. Well, I've been also grown. That's like I do that now. I'm up before everybody because of my job. It's just it's just been in my brain for so long. It wasn't so much that my parents didn't want me to do that sort of thing. It's just I live. I grew up. I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up in the sticks out in the country. Yeah. Like my grandfather was a farmer and I spent most of my childhood with him. My mom had me when she was really young. She was like 18, I think when she had me. Um, yeah, my grandfather, my grandfather was born in 1913 and he was a farmer and he had all this like, you know, depression era logic and lifestyle so like I would go to the farm with him and this is like, this is him a photo of him oh, like, shit. <laughs> plowing. Nice. That's amazing. You know, this was taken, this was taken around like I think 96 or something like that. And that was just business as usual. <clears throat> that was a Thursday for him. Yeah. It was just the Thursday you get up before dawn and go to Hardy's in the morning and get yourself a biscuit, some coffee, drive out mm-hmm. to the farm. By the time the sun's up, 
work until midday, have a quick snack, work until three and then go home. And at home, which is 40 acres and a house, he had a garden. So you would work in the garden all evening. Mm. And because he, he was pretty much just a subsistence farmer. He grew everything that he ate, raised beef cattle sure, and all sure. that stuff. I wish I, I fucking, I can't even cook sometimes. <laughs> Let alone oh, yeah. forage and take care of myself. Yeah, I have my moments, man, but. I've got biscuit, I've got family recipes. I'll come and cook for you, Warren. Hell yeah. Aww. I'm always open for that. That'd be amazing. Potluck. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm trying to think. I want to pivot this to Tori. But I'm yeah. trying to think of a good way to, I want to try, I want to see like. How you so, going to lazy Susan this around? So you were a big sports kid. So for Kansas City nearby, I know you're not from Kansas City, but close enough if I, if I recall correctly. Correct. Um, did you have like, w- when it came to sports teams, like were you a big Royals fan and all that? Or did you have like your favorite like sports yeah, idols? I- <clears throat> I um I was a fan of the Royals. Still am. I like the Royals. Uh, you know, I as far as spectating, I, I'm not a, a diehard spectator. I don't, you know, go nuts when my team's playing. Um, I'll watch a Royals game. I'll watch a Chiefs game. The, the real big one for me was the soccer team. Soccer was my first love when it came to sports. Sure. When I think it was... The first neighborhood we moved into when we made our move from the Missouri side to the Kansas side of Kansas City, we ended up being in a neighborhood with two of the Kansas City Wizards players. They lived uh, to the right of me and right across from that neighbor. So the just two teammates that lived across the street from each other, which was pretty cool. They, you know, so we'd play some street hockey occasionally, and they would show up and stick around with us for a little bit. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. I I preferred to play more than I preferred to watch. I know that feeling. I had a moment of like an idol. So I'm a big Philadelphia fan, obviously, four for four. Um, I did the electrical work when I was an electrician on Eric Lindros's house, which was pretty cool. So I know he's like a big name, at least. People that aren't from Philly know who Lindros is. Yeah, totally, so. totally. D- household name for sure that I know. You and don't know Eric Lindros from of. the Philadelphia Flyers? You guys don't know Eric Lindros from the I Philadelphia Flyers? I just told Flyers? you I'm not, a sp- I'm not a sports spectator. Oh, man, I would have figured like, because he's <laughs> just like, he was like, I think he was like on the cover of like NHL 96 or whatever. Like yeah, he was just a giant name. A magazine that always came to my house, Warren. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> whatever, guys. I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trying to get a PC out of this and here I'm drowning. Drowning in my own words. I knew I knew it was risky to bring up sports, but that you know, that was honestly what my before video games, that was kind of what my life was. Um, so Ishka Bibbles is just a dope ass cheesesteak place because there are they really are a dime a dozen in the Philadelphia area. They're they're like where a taco stand would be um a cheesesteak stand. Like, that's just what you have mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Um, and Ishka Bibbles, they now have two of them. So there's Ishka Bibbles and Ishka Bibbles too. Um, but you can go, I believe it's right off south, is still Ishka Bibbles. Um, and it's just, it's basically oh, a food man. truck, but it's like wedged in that looks between heavenly. some of these bigger venues. Yeah, Ishka Bibbles is mm. so good. Um, hey, and I, Warren. Yeah. What's a gremlin drink? What's a gremlin? What's a gremlin drink? What's a grim? Oh, what is a gremlin drink? Is am I supposed to respond back to you? Yeah, that's why I asked you. <laughs> okay. What? What is a gremlin drink? 
No, I'm, I'm, I mean it. This there's an Ishka Bibbles sign that I'm looking at that's touting Philly cheesesteak, chicken cheesesteak, fries, and gremlin drink. What's a gremlin oh, drink? Great question. I don't think I know what that is. Oh shit! Grim, You're not really from grim- Philly. Fuck! I'm so embarrassed. Um, Gremlin drink from Ishka. Oh wait, you're not really from Philly. Yo, uh, we're here. We certainly are. I don't know how we got here. Uh, yeah, I woke up from my post-Thanksgiving food coma and suddenly was at the mic. It's the day after Thanksgiving and all through my house are the worst post-meal farts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I suppose I could say that's accurate. Um, but sadly, I don't know if I could... Well, I can blame a couple of them on the dog. But other than that, they're really mm. just coming from one one source. Yeah. You'll notice a very specific voice is missing, and I guess Warren's not here. We should call that out. He's... Uh, He's doing the Lord's work tonight, right? Working Bless overtime, you, Warren. Work for the man. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we are here just kind of winging it. Talking yeah. about, uh, we got some episode topics that you guys have submitted that we didn't think were good enough for Mainline <laughs> Patriot Club, <laughs> which is saying a lot because we'll put anything on the Patriot Club. I think what it's, Chris means to say... <laughs> is that we've got some honorable mentions that won't quite fill an entire episode of Patriot Club. Listen, we don't have a host here to like keep me in line. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to fumble through this. So, yes, you know. Remember that old fumbling through the dark with Isaac Lim? It's changed a bit. It's a whole episode of just fumbling awkwardness. I hope you're ready for it. Um, I know I am. So we're going to take a few of these topics and just kind of toss them up in the air and see how long we can hit them around. Uh, Some of them we might talk for a while about. Some of them we might not have a lot to say. Uh, Looking at you, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which one looks the most intriguing Mm. of our uh, quote-unquote rejects? All right. Well, this is appropriate, I guess, since we just ate a shit ton of food yesterday. But your favorite autumnal food and drink? Uh, Well, um, shit. I'll start with drink, I guess, uh, because there is nothing finer to me in autumn than a nice, neat glass of whiskey. Granted... you said a meat glass. Meat. A meat uh, or yeah. a meat glass. I mean, I've never tried a meat glass full of whiskey, but I'm open to anything. Is it just like a little shot glass made out of <laughs> sirloin or something? Ideally, bacon. Bacon. I feel like bacon, like a maple, you know, there's a maple bourbon blend of flavors mm. that. You have uh, to make it like candied or something, probably. Oh, for like sure. Line it. It's the drink it. you can eat. Yeah. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about... <laughs> wh- I'm not a whiskey drinker much anymore, nor am I a bacon eater much anymore. Well, 
I guess we should hit some of these other questions here. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, let's go to something that is semi-related to our show. Let's look at the best non-action games category. Oh. Best non-action games. So the examples given here are sports games, Firewatch-esque, etc. Okay. That really colors that in. Who, who gave us this question? We don't know who gave us this question. Uh, this one, I think, was from Cole. Because I, I do believe that I put the name of the submitter at the bottom of mm-hmm. each one. Yeah, well... Cole would probably talk about some F1 game here, right? Because that's his jam right now. Because he's been, I don't know if we've been keeping up with Cole. Cole's been uh, playing some F1 games. Like? I don't know. Is there only one Formula One game or something like that? How many racing games are there? Because I know there's, there's like Forza. Do they still make the Gran Turismo games? Uh, that's a good question. I can't say that I've played a racing game for a long, long time. Mm, I played Mario Kart. Okay, recently. other than Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. I know they Grand- made Crash Team Racing a thing again. Yeah, uh, I've seen a resurgence of that on the PlayStation Access channel. Mm-hmm. They really love that game. What's the best kart racer on Xbox? Oh, man, I don't know. You're talking to somebody who just dipped their toes back into the Xbox world. Mm, yeah. Could not like, tell you. I I have, like, gotten out of the PlayStation. I'm like, I think I'm done with the PlayStation for now. Okay. All right. Um, So I'm going to just be an Xbox boy for a minute. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't see anything um, wrong with that. Okay, so uh, non-action games that aren't racing games... Let's see. Do those exist? Hmm. So, all right. One of my favorite games of all time is Civ. Okay. I played the hell out of Civ Five. That's not an action game. That's called a, a like a strategy, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. Civ gets my top vote. I also like those. You know, I. I my first console was a PC, technically. Okay. And I played a lot nice. of StarCraft. I played Civ. I played Age of Empires. Those were the games I really got into. Nice. Okay. What about you? Well, well, I'm still trying to think of any non-action games that I've played. I'm sure there are plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brain is just refusing to... Oh, there's this game called Roundabout that was a PlayStation Plus game a while back. Okay. You can play it on almost any console, including PC, I believe. But this game is, one, hilarious. It's so funny. And two, uh, it's really fun. All right. Yeah, (laughs) you should check it out. I'm going to send you a link to the trailer. Uh, Please do. I will forget. Let's see. Uh, Okay, I guess this uh, could be considered a non-action game because the main objective is is graffiti. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, I'm going to plug Jet Set Radio Future. That's probably my favorite 
non-action game. If you That's can consider it that. Let's it's see really here. Action. It's more like sports, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. I've really been enjoying some point-and-click games a bit more than I used to. Like oh, Free, yeah. I thought was great. Um, Observer, another great one I had a blast with. And that was all in the design of the game. Okay, now I'm just, now that I'm actually looking into it, I'm realizing there are tons of non-action games that I like. Like Portal. Like, oh, Portal's amazing. Like Rocket League. I enjoy playing that one with other people. I would never solo that one personally. Straight up never played Rocket League. Never. It's a lot of fun if you uh if you have people that you like to be competitive with. Otherwise it just it it wouldn't do anything to hold my attention otherwise. I don't really like being competitive with people. That's fair. I don't That's compete. fair. I like cooperative games, you know. Yes. I, actually, you can do that with Rocket League too. I'll tell you the hero of a non-action game that's the hero of quarantine is Jackbox games. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Like that has been the savior of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I also, bet. I've been playing Terraria with some friends of mine too. Is like instead of going out to bars with people, I've been playing games with people. Oh, online. nice. Yeah. So we've been playing Terraria. I don't know if that counts as a non-action game, but it's pretty fun. Oh, you know what? God, now a bunch of them just keep popping into my head. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Any of the Crash Bandicoots, really? I, think I have that's a great an time with game. I think that's an action. No, game. no way. That's like. There's some action in there. You're jumping on things, moving around. <laughs> okay. I mean, technically you can jump and Rocket League. Yeah, but and it's kind of a sports game. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to contest you on that one, but but we can agree to disagree. Uh, uh, I mean, Destiny see. is definitely like an a action game. Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. Uh, do, do, do. Other than that, one that I haven't dipped my toes into for a long, long time is The Sims. I mm. wasted a lot of time in my youth on The Sims. And really, to be honest with you, I, w I just enjoyed building the houses. Once the house was built and the family was moved in, I was like, meh. Sims are good. It's a good game. Good choice. Any other mentions we got for games before we want to move on? Well, I haven't worked my way through this one beyond like the intro yet. I've given mm. it like 10 or 15 minutes, but uh, Celeste has mm. been very intriguing to me. I heard that was a good game. Yeah, so far, I really like the visual aesthetic of it. Um, I am a little bit struggling with some of the um, keyboard controls, but I don't know. I, I wonder if I tried it on the Xbox, if I would be able to go through it a little better. I don't know. I don't know. And for that matter, I'm really, really interested in Disco Elysium. I've heard that's really good. That So that was nominated for the the game month this month, right? It was. And listen, patrons, it better have won. This will likely come out after 
the game is announced. But I mean, if maybe, you didn't, it might come out tonight. I don't know. If you didn't vote, Disco Elysium. Well, I almost forgot the name of it. Mm. <laughs> I'll be really sad, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I guess mm. that's an empty threat for you. Yeah. Well, I uh, nominated a game this month. Didn't really participate last month, but nominated a game this month. I voted already. I did not vote for Disco Elysium. Okay, well, sadness. <laughs> so I guess you've got like, you know, me to contend with, Tori. Well, what are you going to do about that? What else is new? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Chris Hampton, problem child. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've ever, uh, in our time recording together, been actively at odds with each other via opinions. Yeah, no, not really. This is new territory. This, this looks like Shadowrun or something. Just yes, it does. Idea. Yes, it does. I actually looked that up. I could play this game. I would play this game. So, Disco Elysium looks like a fun game. I might play that one. Looks like one I would play at night as I'm falling asleep. Yeah, kind of. It's it's not, well, it's not action-packed, so. Yeah. And what I appreciate about it, based off of what little I know, is the opportunity that you have to play the character one way or another. The character is designed to kind of be a little bit of a sleaze, kind of a little bit of a scumbag. And you can play it that way or you can decide to take him in the more uh, morally acceptable area. But what fun is that, honestly? Uh, Next question is, why isn't peach sweet tea in every restaurant? I don't know. And I don't care. Uh, (laughs) What is peach sweet tea? It's probably something from KFC. Yeah, and that it, sounds it about right. Sounds like it would give you diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why isn't peach sweet tea in every restaurant? I've had a Snapple peach tea before. Yes. See, that's what I was thinking about. And I've had one of those peach teas. Mm-hmm. The Georgia peach one. Yeah, that one's but pretty it, good. That's not. I don't know if that's peach sweet tea. It's sweet. It's tea. It's peach. So maybe. Um, Why isn't it in every restaurant, though? I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've gone to a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... I guess you could get anything you want now via the apps like Postmates or Uber Eats or whatever. Yeah, if you live in the right region, sadly out yeah. here. And, oh, and see, I'm privileged in, in where I live. But other people I understand may not have three hot chicken places. <laughs> oh, Beckett. Oh, man. Baguette has a lot to say about this one. Cole, are you listening? That's right, Baguette. I'm going to let him outside real quick. Sure, yeah. I'm going to talk about the fact that I've had a lot of different peach sweet teas in my life. 
I realized once Chris started naming them off. There's a, there's a really good one called Honest Tea, and they've got a peach flavor. And that one's hardly got any sugar, so most people probably wouldn't like that one very much. But it's got a really rad peach flavor. Like, it actually tastes like a natural peach. So that's my preferred peach tea. What else can I rattle off about peach tea until Chris gets back? Uh, let's see. We almost always have peach snapple here at my house. So that's fun. Oh, there he is. Yeah. I can't okay. believe I was able to fill that whole time. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. That whole 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So why isn't peach sweet tea in every restaurant? I guess the answer to that is probably that it's not uh, economically viable. Maybe peach sweet tea is kind of a niche product, you know, that not everybody loves. My answer to that would be um, not every restaurant is in the South. That's true. Only the good <laughs> ones are. <laughs> I would. Uh, here's another area I would beg to differ. We already spoke almost a whole mm. Patriot Club about that. Well, I think we can agree that Boston has just shit food. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. I lived, I lived in the Boston area. I lived in Boston and the surrounding area for a few years. And I just never in my life suffered more. Like, mm. you, you could not go buy stuff at the grocery store even just like a good cornmeal didn't have it well or okay the tea that you would use to make real sweet tea they don't have that okay so you're giving two things that are very much standards of the south <clears throat> yeah and that makes sense what <laughs> did you try anything that is true to boston yeah, I, I tried some things, but a lot of it is like white fish and it's very bland. <laughs> a lot of Southern staples are just the result of poverty, like cornbread. Cornmeal sure. is very cheap and it's a two ingredient thing. Right. But when you go into like more affluent parts of the country, like up north or elsewhere, they, they sweeten their cornbread. Because they had access to sugar, they could afford it. Right. Right. So and that's why people who put sugar in their cornbread are dead to you. It's you got a chip on your shoulder. Well, I mean, it is a little <laughs> Bolshevik of me, sure, but I make a curry chili. Ooh. Really okay, good. I have to know more about that. Yeah. You here, use curry here we are. Just instead of like chili seasoning. Okay. Just talking really food again on Patriot Club. Here we go. Yeah, right on. <laughs> but uh, okay, so that answers the question of why isn't peach sweet tea <laughs> in every restaurant? So thank you to whoever sent that one in. Also, Cole. Thank you, Cole, for sending that one in. Anyway, uh, how's your quarantine hair doing? Uh, I think mine's fine. You know, I'm I'm liking the way I look. I'm starting to go gray. Oh, you too, huh? Strange. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been slowly getting uh, more and more speckled with grays since about 22. <laughs> mm. Fortunately for me right now, they're mostly on my temple, so it looks kind of um, 
distinguished, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have a lot more of that to look forward to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, I uh, don't I do much here in the shower the other day. You did. Oh my God. Yeah. That's I think it looks fine. Uh, I don't know why I'm so surprised to hear that, but I am. Was it difficult? <laughs> no, I just cut it in a straight line. Well, not really a straight line. I just cut it in the way that made sense to cut it. Oh, so you put a bowl on top of your head and just... Oh, no, no, no. I have uh, <laughs> curly hair. It would not work well. Oh, you can't man, cut I would... curly hair in a straight line. But I thought you said you just did that. Well, not really a straight line. What I did is, because uh, curls, like, some of them are tighter, some of them are looser. So to really cut it in a straight line, you have to cut each piece different. Gotcha. That Thanks. sounds infuriating, to be honest well, with you. Imagine, like, a thousand slinkies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And some of them are more <laughs> tense, and some of them are less, they're more relaxed. But you get if you have to make them all the same length. Right. You know, that's just so many individual snips. How long did it take you? About five minutes. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've clearly perfected that art. Well, what I did is uh, I, I got on the bed and I laid down, upside down. Like, had my head upside down, hanging off the corner of the bed. And looked into my full-length mirror and cut my hair upside down. Uh, like every so every new sentence of this... Out topic just baffles me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's how i cut my hair (laughs) well that certainly is a mental image Mm -hmm. to behold yeah so i guess it was technically after the shower that i cut my hair yeah i was trying to imagine your bed in the shower no i I wouldn't put the bed in the shower that'd be imprudent yes that's a good call your your logic is sound yeah i don't know i don't do much with my uh with my hair uh, from a day to day, so it's doing fine. It's not doing much. <laughs> it's just good. You get that sweep going. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's just just the way I part it. Just kind of. Well, okay. It doesn't always do this. When I wash my hair, it doesn't do this. It just falls down in my. F- you know, in Scott Pilgrim, when Todd loses his vegan powers and his hair just falls flat, mm-hmm. that's what my hair does naturally. Hmm. So this is the result of just not washing it for a few days. Right on. Yep. Well, it's looking good. Well, thank you. It's all neglect. (laughs) That's 2020, baby. That's 2020. It's further and further away. Goodbye. Goodbye, Warren. He's leaving. <laughs> and then I come right back. Oh, oh my. no. <laughs> Warren's Sorry, back. Y'all. I know. What a terrible, terrible thing to happen. Just when we thought we'd be rid of him. Mm-hmm. No. I had a one season contract, but I'm yeah. right back, baby. <laughs> Somehow he wedged a, his way uh, through. Yes. It was more of a hostile takeover. Warren's just in charge now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was um, we were just milling around, you know, doing our jobs. And then here comes Warren uh, to knock us out and drag us to some truck. 
Uh, and the next thing we knew, we woke up in a cell. And either we joined and forces with him or, you know, we rot in a cell for the rest of our lives. So you do the math. And it mm-hmm. appears you have joined me. Welcome to the club. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good talk. All right. That was a pretty so, dark, dark a opening. intro for a, for a Patriot Club. <laughs> so, yeah. guys. Well, actually, kind of fitting for 2020, if I'm being honest. So, go ahead, Chris. What do you got? Uh, I was just going to say, how you guys doing? I mean, kind of like that. You know, we were all held hostage for an entire year, so... Uh. I'm just kidding. Chris, I'm doing great. Um, You know, this this post-holiday high that I'm living in, uh, or rather that I'm forcing myself into to just blatantly ignore reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Chris, if it makes you feel better, I'm also feeling pretty good. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Being completely honest. Yeah, I feel great. I feel great. Yep. So what else did you have on that brunch bread, Chris? You said a little rust. What'd you have? You said crepes and some some potatoes? Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you have? <laughs> Warren oh, said I some, hungrily. I need to know. He um, said a good brunch bread. I want to hear it. <laughs> we, let's see. So we had crepes with Nutella and um, sausage, potatoes, some fruit, um, mimosas, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't have yeah. brunch without mimosas, so yeah. I understand it. Well, at least it. the option for them. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrible name, but have you guys ever had manmosas? <laughs> what is a manmosa? So a manmosa is a particular, depends on the bar, or at least I guess the restaurant, but they take the concept of orange juice and they add it with a particular beer. Oh, mm. you know what I... I've heard beer mosas. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, they call them, at least the few restaurants around here, they call them manmosas, and I guess the joke is that the girls drink champagne, oh. and the guys drink beer. I, I drink champagne. Uh, that is objectively false on my end, too. Uh, the beer mosa is preferred. I will tell you, well, though, Warren, we'll tell I've <laughs> had that exact drink, and this is like when I lived up in Boston, kind of up in your neck of the wood kind of the sure. world, and it was at this bar called... The Hotel Vernon, they only had one beer there. It was Narragansett. And oh, you could of pay 50 cents extra and they would put orange juice in it. And <laughs> I can't remember what they called it. It was something like a golden monkey. They called it a oh, golden monkey. Fun. Okay. Yeah. What'd you think about Gansett? You like Gansett? I'm a big Gansett guy. That's my go-to cheap beer. Nice. What would you compare that to? That's more. uh, It's like PBR, but it has a decent taste. Mm, So that's hard for me to imagine because the only thing I can Mm -hmm. associate with PBR is uh, poopy brown water. It's a little. It's a light. It's a very light, cheap lager. Um, You know, I think it's like six ninety nine for a six pack. Okay. Oh yeah. I know that. Tall boys. A six pack of Tall Boys is six ninety nine. I would say there. the only thing that rivals Gansett for me personally is Genesee Cream Ale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys drink oh, Genesee yeah. Cream Ale. I've had Genesee um, only. Is the Cream Ale really good? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. And at least in college, I think it was like nine ninety nine for twenty four cans. Wow. Um, and I'm Damn. assuming with Cheap. inflation, it still might be fourteen dollars for twenty four cans, which is still a steal. 
compared to anything. Cheap beer, yeah. And at one point, that beer got the gold medal best beer in the world. No. I want to stress it. Oh, yeah. It's got the gold label right on it. Genesee Cream Ale was the number one beer in the world at one point in its history. Hmm. Kind of like Paps Blue Ribbon. It won first prize eventually. What do you mean what happened? They kept it up. Other people kept making beer. Why change the recipe? It won a gold medal. (laughs) It's fair. And I was playing Final Fantasy VI as well, but I couldn't really play with her because I usually play that stuff in the bedroom. Um, where she's been yakuzuing um, all of the the main area. Sorry, um, that yakuzuing. Yeah. What a word. <laughs> but I will say I'm excited to talk Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I, as of recording this, I just beat the game last night. Um, I have played it, that game a hundred times. They played a song from that game at my wedding. Um, but it was fun to play again, so I'm excited to like be part of that convo. Um, when we get to it by the time you guys hear this sorry it's going to be we're recording this a tad early by the time you'll receive this but what a great convo we had right guys about <laughs> final fantasy 6 yeah it's fantastic yeah <laughs> um, my favorite part was when we yeah remember that <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. oh my god yeah when you said that thing we were all laughing it was great yeah oh man what a time who could forget time. something like that you know, I know. Just, and you really had memories. to be there for it. Yeah, you really did. Um, to the point where I don't remember. Uh, well, I love it. Warren, were you there? Um, yeah, totally. What are you talking about? I was absolutely there. So okay. much that I could tell you all about. Um, <laughs> cool. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I miss writing music again, you know. I just really haven't done that, which is why when I was like, I'll do the teaser. I just want to do anything with like <laughs> music, like just anything else, please. Yeah. Um, you know, as as uh, as much as 2020 has been fodder for creativity, uh, I haven't gotten. Well, I've had the chance. I just haven't uh, really spent as much time on that as I would like to have. So I guess back to your original question that is one goal of mine definitely for the year to come is to spend more time on on things that i find creatively fulfilling well good well that's a good one far out and then you have and you have yakuza zero apparently in your near future potentially i mean there's a lot of stuff in my backlog right now but that's definitely piled on so what here's my steam cart growing ever more expensive this is like me like low-key campaigning to get a yakuza game into the game club (laughs) hey there we go it all starts here yeah exactly um anyway yeah that's the queen's gambit for you (laughs) and i guess that's the pc for you yeah look at that we Mm -hmm. we fumbled our way through it we did. We carried this one, uh, I guess, adequately. <laughs> well, that remains to be uh, determined, I guess. If you have any complaints about this episode, you can reach Warren. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, yeah, just uh, thanks for listening. Uh, As always. Tori, you got anything to say? How do we end this? Uh, it's, do we use the same 
bending is for main lines? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I can't remember how we just kind of like. Hey.